Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now, we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. the Think Loud Crew podcast. Three moms getting real with parenthood, relationships, and the WTF moments of our daily lives. Today, we have my dad. So we have, would you like to, would you like to introduce your father? This is my dad, you guys. You guys read the bio, but um, this is Leonardo Cablayan. A.K.A. Lenny. Hey. I've always known him as Lenny. That's right. That's a family <laughs> yes, thing. Yes, it's a family so. thing. That's what I was going to tell you. Everyone knows that. I feel like on your side, it was like Lenny, Lenny, Lenny. Yeah. Right. And same with grandma and everyone else. It's a family else. thing. Family yeah. thing. I asked or, Shannon, too. But I, I feel like, like it's not just a family thing because mom's side doesn't call you Lenny. No. That's because when I first met them, mm-hmm. my name was Leonard. Leonard. Whoa. Yeah, because I didn't I didn't embrace Leonardo. Leonardo had to Why? happen like, I after like I got Leonardo. out of college. Well, yeah, but you have, Me to, too. you have to grow into Leonardo, yeah. right? It's, it's heavy baggage to wear when you're young. It's a very strong name. Yeah, yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. Fun so it fact. For a while. I could see Fun that. Fun fact, I named Parker after my dad. Parker's middle name is Leonardo, so it's Parker Leonardo Caskey. That's right. Yeah, Kablian Kasky. Kablian Kasky. Yes, throw that in there. <laughs> yeah, Say, so you matter. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Embrace it. Embrace it. There you go. So, do you want to get into it? I think a really big question that everyone's been wondering, we mentioned that you 
are in the nonprofit. Did you have Before something else? Before we jump into this, I just want to give a quick disclaimer because I know some people are going to yes. be like, where, where is Cheyenne? Cheyenne today? So I just want to do a quick little mental health um, check-in moment and just address that. Sometimes as humans, we have to take time for ourselves and address our mental health, our physical health, our spiritual health, um, and take time off. So today, Shine is not joining us. Um, she is taking some time for herself. So just send her great energy and Love vibes and-, and just be like, I pray that you're all good because I know God has you. And right. so today it'll just be the three of us. We're yes. still going to have lots of fun. And Shine and I are both very excited that you get to learn more about Shannon and her background and her dad and just kind of see all the little pieces that make Shannon because I know there's a lot of questions that people have yes you guys are always questioning why do you have Shannon on the podcast what is she bringing to the table and if just you guys I bring a lot to the table I feel that you guys don't understand that me Kyle and Cheyenne are very close and this podcast wouldn't have happened if we weren't sitting on the couch together and um <laughs> just looking at each other and cheyenne asking y'all know what a podcast do you know how to do a podcast <laughs> can you figure this can machine we figure out? it out um we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the three of us so yeah. we all bring different um stories mm-hmm. different things to the table and no matter if you like my voice or not i'm here to stay so I love y'all. I appreciate the feedback. So maybe, I don't know if you want my voice to be like this. If you want <laughs> to be high. I mean, I just have a light little voice. I don't know what else She's to say. She's a delicate flower. I'm a delicate flower. And then some of you guys say we all sound the same. So I don't know what you want from me. Yeah. So I'm here to stay. I love you guys. Keep and tuning in. Yeah. Yeah, and back man. to my dad. Yeah, baby. That loves my voice. I love it. I've known it for how old are you? Almost thirty-two. Yeah. Kyle first. Oh my god. She's gonna be thirty-two. I'll be thirty-two in, a, in like in a couple weeks. Soon. Yeah. Uh, it's happening. You're right around the corner. Yeah. October. October. Mm. She's first though. Yeah, I'm September. She gets to be old first. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You're right there with me. Stop. Oh okay. my gosh. So we put this little bio on our page about you just to give people some background information so that right. they could have like a an idea of what kind of questions they could ask. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are really into the fact that you work with the Brotherhood Crusade and that right. you are in like the nonprofit sector. So right. can you just give us a little bit of information or background, like how you got into it? Like what does your role entail? Yeah, like, yeah. And what is Brotherhood Crusade? Yeah, like, what do what they... is Brotherhood Crusade? You know, I do that from nine to five, so <laughs> I, I tell a bit. But, like, me being in the nonprofit space is um, something that's real special to me. I think um, giving back is important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, being involved in my community is important to me. And so I didn't always start off in the nonprofit space. I've been in the for-profit space for a long period of time in my life. You know, everybody wants to get out go to school, make some money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just found out kind of accidentally. Actually, your mom told me about mm-hmm. this opportunity to get into my first job in the nonprofit space. But um, and I've been in it for the last almost almost 20 years now. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's about 17 years. 17 years in the nonprofit space. But Brotherhood Crusade is where I'm at now. And so we do a lot with youth and youth development. 
in the South LA area. And we teach kids how to really love themselves, right? First, mm-hmm. I love um, that. to understand where they come from, uh, who we say whose shoulders you stand on, you know, so understand who your ancestors are and yeah. respect the struggles that they've gone through and what they've done to allow you to be where you're at. And then once we build that foundation of like self-esteem and self-awareness and stuff building. like that, then we start to address the things that they're, you know, coming in front, confronting every day, right? So what do they confront as far as school is concerned? Do mm-hmm. they even want to be in school? Why do you need to be in school? Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, how to deal with other folks like folks that are haters, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you're confident in who you are, then you don't really care what everybody else thinks because you know who you are. Yeah. I like that. I like that in terms of the idea of like building self first. Like you have to feel foundation. I have this thing where I always say like feel whole. Um, When you feel whole, you're allowed to like think real. Absolutely. Um, And with that feeling whole, whole standing for we harvest our love early. And within that, it's like, you know, it's, it's, I I really want to do something with it. So please (laughs) go for it. That's a t-shirt, right? It's a, it, it will be it's very soon. Yeah. Yeah. I want the first one. Okay. I'll sign it for you. <laughs> Just so I'll Kyle be like, this is yes. a personalized shirt. That's and right. then I'll give you one to like do whatever you want with. There you go. But it's, um, yeah, that idea of just feeling whole and like really teaching self-love. Yeah. That is to me is like such a foundational like need in a person. And when you have that, it allows you to go out into the world and be like, okay. More confident, yeah. 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 And I think that's even more important in the black community when you're not feeling or not knowing who you are Mm -hmm. or where you're supposed to stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the reason why we do it. Um, Because, I mean, there's so many different messages that are in our community, right? There's so many different circumstances, negative and positive. And so if you're not grounded in who you are, then just fall for anything or you get involved in things you're not supposed to be getting involved in or you do things to people um, because you don't have respect for yourself. So how are you going to respect anybody else? So we deal with that as a foundation. And then, you know, it's, it's like exposing them to all kinds of academic resources, encouraging them to do something after they get out of high school and make sure that they successfully get out of high school and then making sure that they're thinking about their careers, right? You don't even have to, do for the rest of your life what you're thinking about you want to do now but start thinking about yeah. planning that right and so it's it's just all about that engagement we deal with kids from folks that live up in baldwin hills to folks that live in watts you know, I mean, and is it all types of kids boys girls and yeah it's 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 co-ed so it's, it's boys co-ed. and girls mm-hmm. um we actually have a division that just focuses on uh, black boys black and brown boys, black and brown um, boys. it started off by just focusing on uh, black community mm-hmm. but now it's black and brown community because we live together yeah they got yeah. some of the same issues we had of so course. Mm-hmm. you know there's enough exclusion going on out there what are the age the age ranges it's good so it's it's from elementary school all the way through 24 oh that's oh wow i love that I it's love a, it in, into adulthood yeah 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 because you know what happens you know you get you a get taste lost. of some good information at whatever age you are you get that yeah it doesn't mean that you're going to be doing everything excellently from that point on, right? So you need common touch, you need mentors, you need additional resources once you start to get more curious. And yeah. so so we're there for them up till 24. And actually, even really after the 24. 
kids who still that's a crucial age too in your 20s you really get kind of lost in the sauce Mm -hmm. like oh where do i go like jobs and everything like that so that's awesome i didn't know that a really hard transition point (laughs) i also adulting is right it's hard challenging at times and it's like you need that support so i'm happy to hear that there are organizations and people like you who are there to provide the tools and like the mentorship i think that's really um that's key to you know building and just helping reassure our 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 people yeah and i also think it's cool that you guys even give them opportunities to go different places like having the opportunity when they for a space jam that Mm -hmm. you guys provide to go to sports events and different stuff like that so exposing them to all different types of things that are offered or you can offer them. Yeah. I mean, you know, you kind of take some things for granted, right? Like everybody goes to the beach or everybody's been to the movies or whatever, but everybody's got a different experience, right? Not everyone is privileged. Yeah. So we just try and make sure that the the kids get as we call ourselves a a kind of a buffet of, Mm -hmm. of life. Right. And so, you know, you know, what's at a buffet, right? There's all Mm -hmm. kinds of food, but the one thing that you need when you go to a buffet, you first, you got to go to the buffet. So you can't just be looking at it from the outside. You got to actually show up. Mm-hmm. And then once you get inside the buffet, you got to decide to try some dishes. So yeah. Maybe some stuff that you've never tried before. You may like it, you may not. If you don't, grab something else at the buffet. Yeah. But the buffet has always got something it's good for you. Having those options. Absolutely. So you yeah. guys have a bunch of options. So that's, so that's kind of what we do. I think that is something that our families did a really good job of doing in terms of raising mm. Cheyenne, Shannon, and I. Mm. Um not just with the exposure, but you guys gave us options. Options. And you put us in environments where we had options and we were able to, like, our life has been a buffet. Yeah. You know? Yes. And it's, sure. um, it took me years to really grasp that fully. Like, I knew we were different. Man, I have people out here calling you by your family name. What's Lenny's greatest accomplishment in life? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> What is your greatest accomplishment in life, Dad? But the wow. funny thing is, is when when we were writing the profile, I was like, should I do Leonardo? She asked or? me. Yeah. She said, what do I call him, Leonardo or Lenny? I, and in my head, I was like, uh, you're calling him Lenny because you're family. That's right. Yeah, but part of me was like, do I call him Mr. Kablion? No, <laughs> like, no. Not and I was like, <laughs> no. You're family. That would Come be on. so fake of me. Very. Call me Uncle Leo or Uncle Lenny. Oh, I'll do that. No, I like she it. said, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know I saw the question, too. And the question was, and I don't see it right now. I don't see it either. But it was a good question. It was basically someone was asking um, about youth, like youth services mm-hmm. and like foster. Mm-hmm. In the foster. In the foster. Um, in the foster world. Yes. Is there anything for Young, I think she was talking about like, is there anything for young black men that are in foster? Yep. Um, does that relate to what you do? Absolutely. As a matter of fact, most of the youth that we deal with are in either homeless, foster youth, um, formerly incarcerated youth, mm-hmm. uh, probation youth. Uh, what else? Uh, in extreme poverty. I mean, really, it's the underserved folks that are underrepresented and stuff like that. So. Foster youth, we have a lot of foster youth that, that come through our program. So that's why it's so important for you guys to make sure they build that confidence within themselves. Absolutely. And that they're exposed to all the resources that are available to them so they can realize their full greatness, right? Right. 
Yeah. So yeah, definitely. I mean, we actually we go out of our way in trying to uh, recruit and bring through our program uh, those identified youth for sure. I so like if that. if that person uh, is tied into any of those youth, tell them to give me a call, Brotherhood Crusade. We can do some Brotherhood Crusade um, ads. There you like, go. Help, help. We can help, help bring um, some people in. Do some marketing. I, I'm <laughs> like, what's the word? Marketing, promotion. advertising. Yeah, promotion. promotion. That's so cool. So earlier you mentioned that um, at the Brotherhood Crusade, you guys have like a radio room. Yeah, yeah. You tell us about that. Yeah, so we had a partnership with KGLH Radio, and uh, they agreed to teach our youth because we have all different types of programs. They mm-hmm. agreed to teach our youth. Uh, the ins and outs of doing radio broadcasting. So they actually took a room that's in one of our buildings and built it out with all the mixing boards, all the microphones. They even invested in getting us our own call letters. So I think it's like uh, KBHC, K Brotherhood Crusade. Oh, cool. 94 point whatever. But anyway, uh, went all of that. And then we just started running through kids. And I think, what's the guy's name? Uh, Kevin Nash, um, mm-hmm. who's I think still with KGLH was teaching the kids so he would come in and teach them how to work the equipment and then also teach them how to develop a script how to talk properly on the radio how to interview folks that. like you lovely ladies are doing so proud of you. Thank um, you but really the whole a through z type of aspect of doing radio broadcasting so i was like here watching you guys set up for today and saying uh you guys know how to do podcasts Yes, yes, we who's do. Gonna, who's going to set it up for you? It was like, oh, we do it ourselves. <laughs> we do everything ourselves. I think it'd be cool one day if maybe we can come to the studio. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and teach. Yeah, we can teach. talk to the kids. And oh, we could do like a, a live session or something, some kind of Q&A or just, um, you know. Let just, them pick our brains yeah. and what we know we can. Maybe you guys could do a podcast from that location. Just giving us ideas. And have our kids join in and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like a special one-off podcast, right? No, I think that that would be really that'd cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah that'd Having be the kids ask us questions and... Especially for the young ladies, they'd be so inspired, right? Mm-hmm. You mean ladies do that too? Yes, yes we, we do. do. We do it all. No, I think that'd <laughs> be great. We are very hard workers, um, yeah. If there's one thing about, like, myself, I know this about Cheyenne, too. Like, she, we love to give back. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's in that giving back isn't always necessarily monetary. Like, you can give back in time. You can give back in a conversation. Yeah. You That's can right. give back in, like, sharing a skill. So That's right. I think it'd be really cool if we, I think know. that'd be an awesome opportunity to do that. Yeah, make Let's that bridge. <laughs> yes. Let's be like, welcome to the crew, y'all. Y'all are now officially part of the Think Loud crew. Right. And just when we started, you know, Think Loud crew was really to not only give ourselves this empowering, like these voices and to use them, but mm-hmm. also to inspire and show others, like no matter what your story is, no matter what you've got going on in life, whether it's good, bad, you know, precise chaos, right. um, you too have a testament, you too have a story and to you tell. too, you know, deserve to be heard. And you never know who's listening. You That's know, right. you can Whoever be telling you can your touch, story. Yeah. Someone might be like, hey, I really like that kid. And like, I want to mentor them, you know. Um, so I think that'd be a really great, great way. So, to I mean, just to to like show your, your point. Right. So today we have or every Wednesday we have these things called Cyber Career Cafe. Right. And so today we had Paramount 
who's one of our partners, mm-hmm. and they um, once a month they bring forward an employee from Paramount, preferably that's cool. somebody that's black or brown, mm-hmm. that kind of comes from the same area, same kind of experience that our kids have, right? So they had this young lady that's um, she's an executive assistant at um, at Paramount. Oh wow, yeah. So she's responsible for putting on special events like red carpet events. Uh, other types of special events that she was talking about. I mean, like real, and you wouldn't even like think that that's a job that somebody would want to do. She's really a screenwriter. So, but she's Uh like, I just need to be in the house. Right. So she was just telling the story of how she got there and how she's made all these experiences or relationships and stuff like that. And how she never thought that she would have to do the stuff that she's doing in order to get to have them look at some of her scripts or do some of the stuff that she's doing now. <laughs> Got to figure out your hustle. Right, but you it's just do like, it. Especially all <laughs> the ladies, so all the young ladies that were on the call, they were like, you know, you could see their face in the camera on the Zoom call, right, and asking her all these questions. Because, and yeah. You could see her, see her, like, really inspiring these young ladies. So, I mean, come on. And I think it's always cool it. to hear from from women of color or just someone who looks familiar to you that's doing something in the industry or Mm -hmm. someone that you're like, wow, I can do that too. I think it's very empowering. Yeah. And just exposing to different types of jobs. Like I know a lot of like my male friends who grew up really into sports, but they were part of them being so into sports is because they didn't know any other job that that could make a lot of money, so to speak. And I, I know this guy who came to California on a basketball scholarship mm-hmm. and went to a private school. But once he started finding out, like, what his peers' parents did, he was like, wait, <laughs> hold on. You mean I don't have to <laughs> dribble this ball and, like, beat my body up and push myself and be away from my family to, you know, make a six-figure salary? Right. Or, like, you know, I can go learn a technical skill. I can go into, I can be a chef. I can be a doctor. And it's not just all these like high ranking positions. There's so many specialized like niche positions that you're not really taught about or like exposed unless you've seen it. And it's, um, I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's really, really cool. and Inspiring. Absolutely true. I mean, so for instance, like your friends, I mean, they want, they love sports. Yeah. They love basketball as an example. Just because you can't make it as a player, you could be a coach, you could be an agent. Yes, you can you be know, a commentator. You could be an owner. You could, you know, oh, I mean, there you go. You, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all different types owner. of things. You, you can do. make sportswear. Like, there's so many different Absolutely. aspects of. You can be in the technology side of things. You were in the technology side of things in sports for a Absolutely. long time. I, yeah, I worked for the Clippers for worked a while. Worked for the Clippers. Really? That was yeah, the coolest job. No, no it's so loved. funny. Early, huh. I was like, Shannon, I've known you guys forever, but like, I just don't know that much stuff about your dad. So I'm like genuinely excited to have you on here today and to learn new to learn yeah just to learn because it's you know shannon and i we grew up very close in proximity like we're both altadena kids around the corner um like a walk to your house absolutely but it's um we always knew each other but our relationship has definitely gotten closer within these last few years age yeah and it's cool because now it's like I know we have solid parents just because like where <laughs> yes. we come from, where we went to school, what we, you know, the support we have, but it's also really cool just to find out like little things, 
where what do you, what do you do like who yeah. are you like right, right. it's always just been very small talk like hey hey <laughs> like, how are you i'm Good here <laughs> right, i'll be back at five to come pick shannon up yeah. <laughs> so it's um this is really exciting for me just you know i i like having conversations with different generations because there's just so much that you can learn and um i feel like our generation really needs, needs. Like, I love the fact that we have not only our parents, but, like, our grandparents. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm here for all the juju. (laughs) I need all all the information, all the, just what the lessons, the experiences. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Kyle, it's like, I think about this all the time, and you really, like, realize that stuff the older you get. Mm -hmm. Shannon, we're getting older. (laughs) Nah, you guys are still spring chickens. Come on. Spring chickens. Spring chickens. No, but but really, um, you don't really realize like who you're around or what they're doing because it's not important. When you're kids, it's like I just want to play. I just yeah. wanna, I just want to do whatever I want to do. You or, don't necessarily mm-hmm. like for me. I never thought about money. I didn't think about no. no like, I didn't think about like, any of that. Certain things. Right. So when I grew up and found out what some of my friends' parents did, I was like, oh, it all makes sense now. Or like. <laughs> Oh, that's why oh, y'all did that this? house. Now I get it. But it's like growing up, it's like you just see people for people. It's not necessarily, well, at least for me, it wasn't well, like. Well, even now growing up and knowing where my where you guys live, I'm like, oh, we, because when I used to tell people where I lived, they're like, oh, you live on that side of Altadena. I'm yeah. like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They'll be like, oh, you live on that side of lake. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What side of lake do you yeah. live right. on? What side of lake do you but live it, on? But oh, now the, the older oh. I but the older I get, I drive from my apartment to your house every day. And I'm like, oh, that's why people keep saying it. Because it's so beautiful. There's so many gorgeous houses and on your arch on our block and it's beautiful. And I'm like, I get it now. Right, yeah. right. The houses are so the curb appeal is amazing. Like, <laughs> All the lawns are very well manicured, and it's just. But it, like you said, you just, just don't nice realize. Yeah. yeah, you don't realize. Yeah, it's all relative, though. Yeah, it is but, very I, but relative. I think going back to that point about, you know, I I kind of regret not having better conversations like with my grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. Just kind of, I I was raised by my grandparents, um, and my mom and I lived with them for a long period of time, and so my grandfather, from Mississippi, right, and. Cool had all these different experiences that I'd really like to ask him questions about now, mm-hmm. but I really wasn't caring nothing about. <laughs> he was trying to tell me, and I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever, granddad. What age did you live with your grandparents? So from maybe four years old till I was eight, and then uh, grandma got married again. And that How lasted old? that When I was about eight, she got married again. When you say second. grandma, are you referring to your mom? your mom? Yeah, my mom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, that marriage lasted for like two or three months. <laughs> and mom, Sorry, I don't mean to laugh. Wait, said, two or three months? Two so or three you, months. So you did not, me. did that affect you? Yeah, because I was, you know, so for most did of my life. Did she date I, him at all? Uh, she dated him. Yeah. For how long? Was like, did they just get you know, right? I mean, how long? I'm not really quite sure. And it, was, it was for a while. It was for at least over a year, right? Um, and he was actually as a kid that connection that network. So he was good friends with Atri. You guys don't know Atri out there, but you know Eugene mm-hmm. um, and Kyle and I and Stephen and I all grew up together. Yes. And so Atri was married to a guy Melvin, 
and he was one of Melvin's friends that introduced him to my mom, and they dated for a while. So it's, it's all that network, right? Yeah. Anyway, they were married for like a short time, and Grandma was a little spunky. She had she, she had spunk. She had spunk like you, right? She still has and spunk. She, she said something, and he popped her, and oh, and I knew nothing about it. But Mom's uh, the next day grabbed me and said, "Hey, pack up your stuff. We're moving back." To your grandparents' mm-hmm. house, and I was like, "What? I'm just getting used to them." <laughs> oh, so you didn't? So they had a abusive relationship. It wasn't. A, well, I wouldn't say abusive. She gave him one shot. I was gonna say that's what sounds like. Right. It was. It was a, a, <laughs> he, he he took his shot. He took his shot. Said, said, cool, peace cool, out. We're out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Within so, those two months, they were married. Yeah, about two or three months. Interesting. Yeah. Was your father in your life or were Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. My mom and, and dad, probably until my dad died, were like best friends. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Very good friends. They they just got married really young and um, had me. And mm-hmm. then my dad was in the military. So, you know, right at the beginning of their marital relationship, they were separated. And so, mm. um, you know, you're growing. Mom's was like 19. My dad was 21 or something like that. So they're, they're growing as young adults, right? And so for whatever reason, they didn't stay together. I think when I was two or three is when they like separated, got divorced. Got so I, I can't even remember when they it was separated. like living in a house with both my mom and dad being in the same house. But my dad, just a, a great guy. I mean, you know, kind of a beatnik type of man of the 60s, you know, during that time. That's cool. Flower power, kind of peace, marijuana and partying and stuff like that. <laughs> he was living his life. He was living his life. <laughs> he was he was so did it life. ever affect you, though, as you growing up with grandma and your dad being away? How did that all play in, come in play? I mean, it probably did affect me. I mean, Does it affect you I now, growing up? I mean, I think about it. I think that's one of the reasons why it's so important for me and your mom to to like you, know, you have tough times, but you got to work it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason why I pour into Ella and Parker so much is I know how important it is. Um, so it affected me like that. But when I was younger, it was that that was my life, mm-hmm. right? I'm used to my dad and my mom not living together. My yeah. dad would pick me up every Sunday, mm-hmm. um, without fail. You know, maybe sometimes mm-hmm. you know it would be late, or sometimes he wasn't able to do it. But for the most part, he just picked me up, and whatever he was doing is what I was doing. Got it. Um, so if he was out, you know, when he was dating, we'd go out with his girlfriends and do stuff at the park. And they had with the, his they, girlfriends. I have this. I have this image of like <laughs> a young Uncle Leo. Yeah, man. In the back seat of the car, right? With the being like, "What are we doing today, we're doing Dad? Dad?" Right? And he'd be like, "Kid, like." Nah, but you know, one of the conditions was. Whoever he was dating had to like kids yes. and definitely had to like That's me, important. right? So whenever we would do stuff with him mm-hmm. and his girlfriends, it'd be like I going like to that the you beach. keep saying plural. So he had more than one oh, girlfriend. Come on now. Okay, wait. I think <laughs> let's take a quick break and then we're gonna dive back into this. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, 
it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. (laughs) Okay, and we're back. Welcome to the, well, welcome back to the Think Loud Crew podcast. So... We Continue. Hear. We want to yes. hear about these multiple girlfriends. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to paint it like that. But no, you know, no. I mean, come on. He's single. He's an attractive young man. Actually, um, I wanted to send this picture to you guys, but there's a picture. I'm, do you guys know what an Austin Healy is? Austin. It's I like a re- like it, at the time the it was a really together. it was a really nice sports car, right? Okay. Uh, convertible. Canary yellow. Like you can still so he, send it. So I'll send it to you. We can post it right when you say yeah. that. So I mean, you know, uh, he was he was he was he was you know he was he was kind of cool. He was kind of cool. So he had he had some girlfriends, but like I said, the one condition that he had was that they had to like kids and they had to like me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we would do things like go horseback riding, go to the beach, go to the park, do fun things. But you know. You guys had a good experience. You still had, yeah, yeah. You still had that dad time, though. But dad would always ask me. Pops would always ask me. He's like, well, "What do you want to do today?" And so it would be like, "I want to go to my cousin's house." So mm-hmm. I'd either go over to my uncle's house and play with my cousins there, or some of the other, some of his cousins, and they had kids. And so, you know, I learned that family aspect more from hanging out with him than I did from hanging out on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, uh, that's I, good to know. Yeah, that's a really so cool that balance thing. was there, right? Yeah, but that was that was what I was accustomed to, and it happened more than just on Sundays, but definitely at least on a Sunday. Yeah, you know, and you know, he would take me by Nana's house, my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. your great grandmother, and we would hang out there. And I would think that her apartment was like the biggest apartment of all, and. I go by there now just to pass by to reminisce, right? And it was like a small <laughs> one bedroom, no, two bedroom, little small spot, but it was like the best place to hang out every Sunday. Was afternoon. grandma's house smaller? Is that why you thought it was so grand when you went over there? My mom's house yeah, or my mom's. grandparents' house? Your grand. So you lived with your grandparents. You guys, I'm learning too <laughs> while we're talking to my dad, which is very interesting. But yes, I'm, I'm learning as well. You gotta ask questions. You gotta talk to your elders. I love yes. this. Yeah. I love this right now. You gotta ask questions. <laughs> you know I'll talk. You know I'll tell. I you. know my dad loves to talk. Yeah, almost. Too I'm much. just um, very to myself and very closed off at times. So this is 
very opening and I love that my dad is on the show because as you guys are learning about my dad, I am as well. Just to let y'all know. Hey, let's talk after awesome. the show. Love you, man. <laughs> I think y'all need to have some daddy daughter dates. Yes. We do. We do. We yes. do. Without Parker. I was, I was literally about to say <laughs> without, without Parker. Parker. <laughs> like, no disrespect to you, Parker. We love you too. But like sometimes you need to just have those daddy daughter right. moments. That's so. right. important. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So so um we live with we live with uh or I lived with my my mother for yes. for a long time with my grandparents. And then that short break when she got married. Yes. And then Where did I they live? They lived on La Brea and twentieth Street. So twentieth is like close to I've Washington. Never seen their house. What part of LA is that? That's considered? now it's considered like the west side. You know, anything west of La Brea is the west side. But okay. yeah. It was the, at the time that they bought the house, um, not too many black folks were living in that area. Interesting. It was predominantly white. Um, but yeah, so it was a nice, nice house, big house. So I was kind of accustomed to living in a house as opposed to living in an apartment. An apartment. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, then moms got married again for the third time. And Is that to Mr. Woods? Mr. Woods. I was going to ask. Yeah. Yeah. That was the Woods. Yeah. And, um, while she was married to Mr. Woods, we moved to Lemur Park and lived there from when I was 11, 10 or 11. Till, um, actually, moms lived there. Is um, that the house that she had for the longest? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Over on Forty Third. Yeah. I love that house. This is so cute, y'all. I love. No, I really. Like. I had a lot of good memories at that house. My grandma used to do my hair there. That's right. She used to do everybody's hair. I was hair. getting so This is cool. Yeah, yeah. So we lived there for a long time until I graduated high school and went off to college. And even after finished college, she stayed there. Until she moved with us. Where did you, not to cut you off, but where did you go to school? And what what did you study? So I went to Dorsey High School. Okay. And then after Dorsey, I went to Cal State Long Beach. Actually, I went to Santa Monica College Mm -hmm. for one year and felt that was too much like Dorsey. And so then I went to uh, Cal State Long Beach. And I studied political science. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why because I asked my counselor. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I asked just my kidding. counselor. I said, uh, "What classes or what major can I do where I don't have to take any more math?" And they said, "Well, you can major in political science." I said, "Well, what do you do with political science?" And he said, "Well, you could be an attorney or you could work for government." I said, "That's cool. I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> That's it. Cool. Real well thought out." Right there. Do you feel like you use your degree or like what you studied in college in your? I'm doing it day-to-day? now. I'm doing it now. I think, you know, it's funny how life happens, but Mm -hmm. everything that you do in life, even if you don't know it, informs what you're eventually going to end up doing. Yeah. Right? So even though I did, you know, it's (laughs) true, right? It's true. Yeah. It's true. I mean, sometimes it's like, I don't want to do this. But you now that when you look back on when you did that and you really didn't want to do it, how you're using it now, right? So, yeah. So I'm using my poli-sci. Um, and just community-based background um, now at Brotherhood Crusade. Cool. I yeah. think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's jump into some of these questions. I feel like we're on, like, a good parenting tip and, like, just grandfather grandfather life. Yeah. What, to you, what would be the biggest difference between parenting and being, like, a grandparent? Besides being like, hey, you can go home to your mom now. Yeah. <laughs> right. You can go home now. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, being a parent, this is probably good for you guys. 
you know, take it seriously, but don't take it so seriously, right? Um, and I think um, in raising Shannon and Steven and Evan, you know, everything was like tense and, you know, don't want to make any mistakes and don't want them to get hurt and don't want them to do this and don't do that. And so, right? Instead, you know, you really need to like enjoy the growth and development. You know? I mean, mm -hmm. the only way you grow, I mean, growth isn't possible without mistakes. It's not possible without, you know, uh, activities and events and stuff like good and bad. Right. And so you got to let kids grow. And I think if I had known that when I was raising them, um, they'd probably still be the same, but there'd be some differences. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and so with Parker, I, I tell everybody, Parker's like a second chance. I really feel like <laughs> you. Very, like, I can see that like, sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's like I look at him, I look at his potential, and, and all kids have the same potential, right? Um, um, some different from others, but still they all have the same potential. And so if you kind of repress or suppress that, that, that talent or that, that personality, it'll last for a little while while they're in your house. Mm -hmm. and, and, and if you do it in a bad way, it could come out negative, you know, with they're resenting or they act out or do different things. But it's just like so much easier. You don't want them to like jump off a cliff. Yeah. But let them figure out what it's like to skin your knee or to, you know, uh, like the other day, Parker stuck something in the fan. <laughs> Broke his helicopter wing and, and like, you know, but he had to do that. Yeah. He had to do that, you know? And so the only I way I know you that would, probably drove you crazy though. Well, mom told me about it. I just laughed. Oh. Now, if she had told me about it, it was one of you guys, I would have like, who did it? Yeah. Come on in here, Steven. Let me, you know. <laughs> yes. But yeah. it's, it's like, you know, so I, I just learned to relax a little bit. And I think uh, you have a much better experience. Um, and, just, you just enjoy it a little bit. Better. I'm going to take that one to heart because I know there's times where, you know, I come from a family full of women mm -hmm. and I went to an all girls school. So mm -hmm. it's like seeing boys at a young age is very new to me. Mm -hmm. And I have my niece Ryder who, you know, she's a rough and tough one, but she's also will sit yeah, down yeah. and chill. Yeah. Whereas Boz is like, okay, there's rough and tough them. And then there's like, <laughs> I'm going to stick something in the fan too. Right. You know, right. it's, it's that and for like your white why yeah why so it's um this? there's times where i'm like you know even my mom will be like you know get boss and i'm like you know what sometimes i just have to let boss do boss yeah and it's he has to learn from experience like you can't you know you can always tell someone like don't put your hand in the fire but you know you're still going to be like what does it feel like exactly. you know what's going on like you can't do you don't you can't always describe what hot feels like you know so it's i'm learning now Sometimes don't be so hard on myself in terms of being like, don't do this or don't do that. I'll be like, it's going to be hot, kid. Like, don't touch it. I wouldn't touch it if I were you. But if you do touch it, know that it's going to get hot. Absolutely. So it's, yeah, um, like, yeah, I've had to like, I like that you brought that up because it's me too. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm always hard on myself and hard on Parker mm -hmm. all the time. I'm telling him, don't do that. Don't do this. But then I have to catch myself. Because I'm like, it's okay. I, let me not be so stressed out on every little yeah. thing. And I feel like sometimes you tell me that, like, Shay, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Like, just let them be him. Like, let's, and we, let them do it. We love their curiosity. Like, we love them trying things, testing out, like, you know. Push the very, envelope, kid. They're like, so yeah, exactly. smart. Yeah. So exactly. it's um, so smart. And that's the way they're wired to yeah. be, right? I mean, the only way you learn is, is through curiosity, right? Yeah. So you got to try things. And it's not going to always work. So that's okay. 
you'll learn not to do it again, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and I also just like in terms of being a single mom, I know yes. sometimes like I just put unnecessary pressure on myself. All the pressure. With boss. Um so it's I don't want to stress him out. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. I'm like, you're due. I want you to live your life. I want you to, you know, be adventurous and I don't want you to end up being like this like timid, reserved, like super conservative because I was telling you don't do something. So oh, Parker for sure voices it to me. He told me the other day in the car. We were at Target and we were driving home and he said, Mom, it's sad because I told him, I was like, I'll buy you a toy if you're a good boy today. And he was sitting in the back looking really sad. I said, what's wrong with you? He said, you know, it's just really hard. <laughs> it's just so hard. I said, what's hard? He said, Mom, it's just so hard sometimes. I just don't know. I'm like, what are you talking about? To be a good boy, Mom. <laughs> he said, I just don't know how I'm going to get that toy. I'm not a... I just don't know how to be a good boy. You just always are yelling at me. And wow. I said, and it hit me. I was already, this whole week I've been really emotional. So I was sitting there like, dang, okay. I said, well, why do you think mommy yells at you? He said, I don't know. Sometimes you just be yelling. I said, well, sometimes you don't listen. Sometimes you're jumping all over yeah. me. I'm not a jungle gym and I'm tired and you're just doing everything. He said, well, mom, I, I don't know. So that just hit me i'm like you're just being a kid yeah, and i just literally. that's right and i need to chill because you're a kid and i'm an adult that's raising this five-year-old and I, sometimes i just have to give myself grace that i'm a single mom that's doing it so yeah he told me the other day i was, I was like, okay never mind sorry, sorry. yeah but you're, but right. you're lucky that he that he <laughs> verbalized it yes. right he vote he made sure he didn't so then it brought me back i said okay well you know what you you're never a bad big bad boy that's right you're not bad so i'm sorry that you think that you're bad but i'm just sometimes you just don't listen maybe you just need to listen a little bit so mommy doesn't get so gruff all the time this whole listening thing <laughs> is probably one of the funniest things with boss because now he knows when he's not listening he's doing something He'll just be like, oh, I'm sorry, mom. <laughs> and I'll be like, what did, why are you sorry? And he'll be like, uh, so he like tells on himself. Like, he'll be like, I know you said don't go over there, but I did go over there and I jumped and I fell and now I hit my knee. Can you kiss it? And I'm like, this is so funny. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, thank, thank you. But that's it. That's it. Right. And to add to the grandfather thing or the grandparent mm -hmm. thing, right? Um, listening because you know you have in your mind you know me especially right yes I'm already stubborn yes um, and so but then when you're yes. trying to tell your kids <laughs> what to do um, or having them you know listen to you and stuff you're not really trying to hear what they're saying and so what I've mm -hmm. learned with grandkids is to listen to what because they might be making some sense especially yes. yeah. if you agree that your kids are smart and if they're talking to you and they have something to say, they're probably saying something that makes sense. That's so real. So you kind of need to pay attention to them. Not just like I'm too busy or look, 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 I'm not listening right. to that. I don't have time for that, you know, or whatever. You'd really have to listen. And so that's one of the things I, I mean, Parker's like my experiment. I'm just like, you, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I'm just you trying should to see those, these two literally right when Parker gets in the house. Hey, Pops, or what does he call you? He calls me Leo now. He I'm goes, like, I'm not Leo, you're not my friend. <laughs> Whoa. Or he'll go, what do you call him? 
What is your guy's peanut? Name? Peanut. He'll Bubba. go. He'll go. Bubba. Where's Bubba at? Where's Bubba? <laughs> He's like Bubba. I'm here. <laughs> I think that's really. Cute. So yes, I can. I can see that your way. I feel like us as kids. Me for me and Stephen and Evan. Well, me and Stephen mainly. Um, I feel like it was more pressure on us. I mm, felt. Mm. But I feel like I see the softness with Parker a lot. I wasn't soft with you. Yeah, I feel like you're soft because I'm your only girl. You are my baby girl. Yes. What's the biggest difference in be- between raising like, you know, boys and girls? <laughs> you said boys and girls. Like, was there like a, did you hold like different standards oh, or yeah. expectations? Oh, yeah, come on. Come on. I mean, so especially, well, it's different from a mom's perspective mm-hmm. uh, than a dad's perspective. Mm-hmm. But, you know, my daughter could do no wrong. Um, and nobody was good enough for my daughter. Um, that's still the case. Yeah, that's right. Well, we won't go there, but <laughs> we can go there. I got some ideas. Very, I got some ideas. Uh-oh. I got some ideas. You have some ideas. <laughs> there's some. There's some that definitely don't make the cut, and then others that you know I, I think are, are good candidates. I think this is a good question. A lot of people are wondering what were your thoughts when you found out I was pregnant. And then people also want to know, what are your thoughts of Parker's father? Oh, my God. Why would you ask me that question? We asked my dad the same thing. We asked the same really? thing. Really? Yeah. But we, what was your, what was your, I never. Said, why would you ask me that question? Well, so let's, so, I mean, so let's, 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 go. let's start with the ideal kind of plan for your child, right? And so you have this plan that, that you have no control over, that's yes. none of your business, right? What's none of your business? Me getting pregnant? Of, no, of what happens, happens in your in life. life. Oh. You you and God are in charge of that, right? I mean, Amen. And I'm kind of like the guardian helping you get he's to the, a point. He's the stressed out angel watching everything. <laughs> exactly. I'm the, custo- I'm the custodian for like 17, 18 years. And then after that, it's up to you, right? Mm-hmm. And God, right? Um, and so given that, of course, it that wasn't my plan, right? My plan is, you know, Ozzy and Harriet. You guys probably don't even know who Ozzy and Harriet is. <laughs> I just imagine know. two older people getting married, <laughs> yeah. then yeah. having kids and driving off into the yeah. sunset. Yeah, yeah. Well, who's Co- Ozzy and Harriet? Well, the Cosby family. You guys know the Cosby. Oh family? yes. Yeah. You no, know it's so crazy. I don't feel like I ever really watched the Cosby. You show. didn't watch the Cosby? No. <laughs> you got to give up your black card. You got yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I really just I admitted that on 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 camera right now. Think, You're gonna hear about that. Well, yeah. I don't know some people well, might say. Well, oh, we you, have a very. I don't, I don't know. know. We have a very interesting. We have good amount of different ranges of people, families, yeah. and Family. people. Yeah. 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 So 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 my plan was you know you you. <clears throat> do everything perfect and you know you get married and you, you have kids and you know you live in in the house and you know you do all these other things that everybody else wants for for you mm-hmm. because that's what's important to them but really things happen the way they're supposed to happen right and so Amen. um i was really i was really um pleased that um you know once the initial shock i was kind of pleased that <laughs> the initial shock well, yeah i mean <laughs> you know, shock I know it was a shock yeah, it's like oh Pregnant today? Oh, okay, fine. I'm pregnant can today. You pass, <laughs> can, can you pass me pass the, the potatoes, please? <laughs> How did you tell your dad, Shannon? Like, I don't think I told my dad. I oh. think my mom told my dad. Yeah, I think that's probably the way. I it think happened. that's the way it happened. I think I was shocked. Still, it took a while. I think my mom just knew had those mom 
Yeah, spider senses. She has spidey senses. Oh and she, are you pregnant? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, she asked you. I think so. And that's mom. It's it's my my mom is very. <laughs> there's something wrong with you. Are you pregnant or something? Mm-hmm. So then I or maybe I did tell her. Um, and then I think my dad found out from my mom, and then I told you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's usually then, the way it happens. Yes, I usually tell my mom first. My dad gets. The short end of the stick. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. We love Second, you. We're in the same house. It doesn't take too long to get to me. <laughs> but, you know. But, you know, I, I, hopefully, do you think I was there for you from the time I found out? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy. That's what's important. I'm happy. We got the park, man. We got, you know. So the second half of that question? Yes. What do you it think goes of? back to the plan, right? So you have this <laughs> idea of who you'd like your daughter to, to, to marry. And once mm-hmm. again, it's not my responsibility. It, it's yours and God's. And so you have to, just like I was saying about grandkids, you have to experience things. You have to kind of find out for your own what's best for you in your life, right? Um, mm-hmm. and that, that just doesn't include like, what's the best car, what's the best education, but who's the best partner for me? Or do I even need a partner in life? Or you know, and so I think the older you get, the better equipped you are to make that decision. Sometimes when you're younger, you're looking for different things that you know, you're looking for the shiny car as opposed to the car that's going to run for 100,000 miles. Right. Um, and rough. so sometimes the shiny car ain't going to carry you too far. It's just shiny. And especially if you don't wash it and take care of it and do all those other kind of things to keep it looking good and running good, it turns into a, a junk heap. And so. <laughs> You gotta. I don't even know why that's that's. Is that even a correct analogy? But you know I, what I'm I saying. Think it, I, there you I, go. I understand. I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So you know, I mean, I think, and and I think you're doing that now. I mean, you you're you're coming into exactly what you need in a relationship, and you know, and you know what's what's important. You know what your priorities are. Yes. You know, career wise. My list has gotten better. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll keep growing and keep, you know, nothing saying that that list has to stay stagnant. You can you can always add more things to the checklist, and you don't have to stop until you check off all the things or you decide how many boxes you want to check. Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, he's a great guy and everything, I think. Um, but, you know. <laughs> he could do better. Could, we all could do better. We can all do better we, we all every could do day. Better. And also he's 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 Parkman's dad. Yes. So from that perspective, I want I want the best for him mm-hmm. so that Parker can see the best yes. in himself. Yes. Right? Dads are like extremely important, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Parker loves his dad. Loves you know. Dad. And so and he doesn't know he's not looking at the same checklist you are. Mm-hmm. Um and it really doesn't matter because you need to love your parents. And so but you know think everything will work out the way it's supposed to work out thanks said it will yeah i like i i uh, i have trust i have trust and faith in you that you'll pick the right person if not you know i'll let you know oh, not yes. that it'll make any difference <laughs> but i'll let you know what's so funny in terms of dating or men at this point in my life i'm definitely gonna listen to my parents or my sister a little bit more mm-hmm. yes i agree i've definitely been stubborn and been like you know what I hear what you guys are saying, but I'm going to do this anyway. Right. I'm just going <laughs> to pretend I didn't hear anything. So now I'm like, you know, just in thought of me dating again, like I 
I want a court in the sense that like my family and his family are like involved because mm-hmm. it is really a family affair. Oh man. And we're very like, we come from very family oriented families. Mm-hmm. So it's like, if our families don't get along to me, that's going to be that bone crushing. Like, right. I'm be like, this just can't work. Like, or if you're not a person who can look my father in the eyes, I don't think. Or your father don't want to look at him in the eye. Oh, uh oh, <laughs> watch out, man! <laughs> watch out! <laughs> better, better be able to look him in the eye, even if he's not looking at you. You're gonna be like, "Sir, I am here for your daughter. You better look me in the <laughs> eye." Look me right. in the well, eye. That's that's a good thing too, right? Yes, like this is weird. This is about to be a deserving situation. Yeah, like, well, I, I look forward to that. Command your respect. I yeah. think. Um, here's another. Oh, uh, being uh, coming into mom's life mm-hmm. as when she was a single mom mm-hmm. and then dating her. How was that? How did that look back? I mean, not to say back then, not right. the, but back how was, how, how was your experience, experience yeah. of dating someone with a kid at a young? Yeah. So, I mean, to go way back, your mom and I had known each other since high school. Yes. Right. So and we were friends. High school, we hang around, hung around the same people. My best friend tried to date actually your mom and your aunt Becky at the same time. He tried to date both of them. He tried to date both of them. He oh, he, he actually <laughs> found out he didn't, he didn't know that they were sisters. <laughs> but he got invited by the house. Is like, what are you doing here? Oh, that is such a good story. In, that's in a hilarious. funny way. That's a sitcom, right? Yes. And so and so. He just invited me by the house. And so we were friends since high school. Mm-hmm. And so. He's like, I can't take both sisters. So no, here's so here, one. Here's my best come? friend. Here's my best friend. He's kind of a close proximity. <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> and so we used to go to all the parties together. You know, you know, you have cool. that network when you're trying to find out what's happening on a Saturday mm-hmm. or whatever. You call certain folks and they tell you what's happening. So we were always those folks. So we would hang out together. She would get so pissed when I would bring other girls to different parties. We gave a party of together. Course. And I brought a girl Ooh. to the party. And so, you know, guys are stupid, right? So <laughs> she's giving Y'all me. Y'all heard it here. Right. Guys insert, are stupid. In certain, certain ways. I'm not selling us down the road. I'm not, I'm not putting us under the bus. But you know what I'm saying. So you know what I'm saying. Emotionally, emotionally, especially when you're younger, we're, we're, we kind of like don't pay attention to different cues. And so she was always, not always, but at a numerous amount of times giving me cues that she wanted more than just to be friends, right? And you didn't get catching. And I was just like more and more sucked into, she's really a good friend. <laughs> and then I got into. She's my best friend. And then, <laughs> she's I mean, down we, for me. Talk on the phone, you know, back in those days, she was like at the top of my phone book and calling up to see what's going on. And it got to a point where um, I started thinking about her romantically, but I knew what was in me at that time. And I was like, so this is the type of woman that you put on the shelf and save for when you're ready to get married. (laughs) Never told her that. That was just something that was in my mind, right? That's how guys think. Maybe some guys. Like, um, let me just put her on hold. Let me just put her but on she, hold. Maybe but, she'll become. But she wasn't like, one of the girls that you would mess over, right? She, yeah. And and you weren't gonna stop doing what you're doing during that time. So, <laughs> so we just stayed good friends. But the thing is, is that we we were really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, um, um, she called me up one day, and said, um, I want to invite you to my wedding. 
And I was like, you what? But you're on my shelf. <laughs> yeah, you're on my. <laughs> you're marrying me. And I told her, I said, oh. I said, what do you mean? I wanted to marry you. And she, <laughs> she gave me a couple of choice words. And then she hung up on me. Because I said, I'm not coming to the wedding. Oh, that's going to be my question. I'd be like, did he go to the wedding? Oh, hell no. <laughs> oh, hell no. <laughs> She on my shelf. Yeah. <laughs> she was, you know, she was, she was, she was on reserve, right? Yeah. So anyway, she got married and, um, um, it lasted for about a year and a half. And so, you know, I went on about my life and then I was selling computer cop. I was selling copiers at the time, door to door. And I was knocking on office buildings and I knocked on this office and it was your aunt Becky's mm-hmm. business. She had a business where she was doing credit repair. And so, um, oh, hey, how you doing? I didn't know that you worked here, blah, blah, blah. And she says, I said, how? the first thing I asked was, how's Patrice? She says, Becky says, and you know how your aunt yes, talks. She's that. getting a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, cool. What's her phone number? And so. Cool. Let me hop on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Fool me once, shame on, on me. Yeah. But, or whatever that goes, right? Yeah. But I wasn't going to let the same mistake happen but I'm like, twice. At least you had enough respect for her to know that you weren't in like the headspace right. to get married. Right. Not even At just get married, but to date or like start a, a relationship outside of your friendship. Right. I like, didn't want to ruin the friendship. Yeah. And so, um, so I called her, and the first thing she did was um, she wasn't having such a great time with. Um, her ex, they hadn't actually been divorced officially yet, but they were separated. Um, I called her and, um, you know, she says, you know, I have a son. I was like, cool. And so she said, so we wanted to just hook up and, and see each other again. And so our first date was over, uh, her sister's house, Mm -hmm. your aunt Pidgey. And, uh, Evan was in the crib and, you know, how uh, old was Evan? Evan was probably, not even two yet, maybe oh, wow. close to two. So he was still in the crib. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I'm trying to get close, and Evan's big head kept looking at me. And, <laughs> you know, kids have that that, that instinct. Yeah. Yes, so he's crying do. every time I got close to his mama. <laughs> yes. So it took, I'm not saying it, it immediate, I immediately fell into, you know, having him around and, and receiving him right away because mm-hmm. we, we dated for uh, seven years before we actually got married. How was that journey with Evan in the picture? It was off and on. Um, You know, your mom was very um, insistent on, you know, Evan's included in my life. So, you know, and Evan was really tough, Um, you know, like three, four around Parker's age. He was real verbal and real protective of his mom. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, um, I grew to to love him. Mm -hmm. You know, he would play with me. At first he was like always looking around and not saying much to me. And then after a while, he would start playing tricks on me. And then sometimes he would ask me to go home. He said, that's enough. Uh, it's time for him to go to his house. I mean, literally. And so, Yo, when kids are figuring out pronouns, it's literally the funniest. It's time for he to go to he home. house. Yeah, yeah it's time go for home, he, please. He, to, he to go to he house. And then um, after we started, leave. after he and I started to become friends and he started getting comfortable with me, he would hide my keys so I couldn't leave. Aww. Yeah. And so finally, you know, um, we got married mm-hmm. and uh, Evan refused to call me dad until the day of our, our, our practice. You know, you have that final practice and mm-hmm. and he refused to call me dad. And then one day 
uh, right before the day before we got married, he ran up to me and said, Daddy, Daddy. And How did that kinda, make you feel? It kind of blew me away. Yeah? Yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a reality check. Yeah. I mean, it was Were you not ready feeling. for it? No, it was a good feeling. But yeah. because he was, he was, I forget what he called me, um, but because he hadn't called me Daddy or anything close to that up until that day, it was like, you know, just a different relate. but the switch got flicked on. Was it ever a conversation that you, he would call you dad? No, I just wanted it to happen organically. I mean, yeah. you know, when, when my mom married Mr. Woods, and I still call him Mr. Mr. Woods. Mr. Woods, yeah. I was going to say, say you don't, seems like he's still <laughs> Mr. Woods. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was like introduced to me as Mr. Woods. And, you know, the way I was raised is you call people by Mr., right? Yeah. You don't get familiar and call people by their first name. And so that's just the way I was raised anyway. And then when my mom introduced me, this is Mr. Woods. I was like, okay, fine. Hi, Mr. Woods. So and then when they got married, stepdad. he wanted me. To, he knew that I had a dad, so he didn't want me to call him dad. But he said, you can call me Walter. I said, no, that's okay, Mr. Woods. <laughs> <laughs> so they were like nope. married for eight years. I called him Mr. Woods until he died. Until I mean, this day. Interesting. Yeah, until yeah, this day. Say, I still, call, still him call him Mr. Woods. Mr. Woods, not Walter. Yeah, I don't call him Walter. I didn't call him Walter, you know some affectionate name or anything like that. It wasn't anything negative against him. It's yeah. just that that's the way. That he was. had the respect that you had a dad, so he didn't want to step in and say, I'm right. a... And couldn't yeah. because I had a great relationship with my dad. Right. 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 And then so with Evan, he called you dad because did he not have a good relationship with his dad? Um, His relationship with his dad was kind of, I don't know, wasn't Equal. consistent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, um, his dad and your mom just didn't get along. It was right. like, you know, oil and vinegar, oil mm -hmm. and water. And so they just didn't get along. And then um, it got a little bit heated because I don't think he really liked the fact that she was dating someone else and getting serious about someone else. Yeah. And so that just caused a lot of friction. And then there was points where he wasn't even in the picture. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think me realizing that, and especially my experience, I just decided to step up and, you know, get him involved in sports and, do the different things that a so dad you would do. So you embraced the, oh, absolutely. the father absolutely. role in his life. Absolutely. Before we got married and definitely after. Because I, I think, you know, it was the same, it was the same experience as mine. So I, I know what I needed during that time. I know what my dad gave me. And I know the types of folks that my mom dated with. They were required to provide mm -hmm. in that kind of relationships. And so I had examples. I had good examples. And I also knew how I felt about having those relationships of having men. Okay life and so i just wanted to make sure that he had you know and plus your mom's fan side of the family is just like all women right yeah i mean she has tons of sisters and all yes. and one brother who was never around so yeah. he needed some sort of male, male, male influence figure. Yeah. and i was more than happy to provide it right? i think i like that you said influence where we said figure um because you want that influence more than just a figure. When figure, I think of a figure, right. it's just, that's Mr. Woods. I don't know the story about Mr. Woods. Right. I don't know him. No disrespect right. to him. But the it's influence like. influence is teaching you and showing you things. That yeah. And he was a mean. good, he was a good influence too. I just didn't want to call him Walter. Or, <laughs> You're like, or I just like Mr. Woods. <laughs> and that, you know, yeah. if you think about it now, it's kind of unique and, and affectionate like in its like own it. way, right? It is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, but I mean, if it wasn't for Mr. Woods, I wouldn't have had an interest in technology because mm. he worked for a technology company and uh, taught me a lot of different things and, you know, increased my interest in those types of things. So he was he was a good influence. But yeah, a, a figure is something that just is there, <clears throat> right? There. Yeah. yeah, it's like you a statue. You want that influence. Yeah. 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 yeah, I take that into account now a lot more as I'm like 
you know, I'm still pregnant. However, I'm still open to receiving um, love and companionship in a relationship in my life. Sure. And like just figuring out like what is the best situation or what is the best person? What are those qualities? What are those attributes? Um, what kind of principles do I want this person to have? Um, what kind of influence do I want them to be able to bring into my children's life? Like it's, it's a, it's a consistent thought of mine. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, I mean, and important. more importantly, I mean, even though you're considering buys, right. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's best for you. It's yeah. It's not just my son. It's me too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. These days, you can't go anywhere on the internet without running into the most horrible takes. You know, your good old-fashioned homophobes or your self-proclaimed alpha males who are writing two-page articles titled How to Score the Perfect Female in 10 Days. If you are just as sick of these outdated takes as we are, you will love our podcast, Outspoken, hosted by me, Sam Collins, and my incredible partner, Shannon. We are an LGBT couple who have seen it all, been called it all, and are ready to take on the never-ending world of outrageous online opinions. Each week, we bring you the most ridiculous videos, hot takes, and hellbent news we come across on the internet. So, come laugh with us as we dismantle outdated ideologies and tear apart the most confident idiots on the internet. On our podcast, Outspoken. You can follow and listen for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you are listening right now. Yep. Oh, dating. Deep. Deep. deep, deep stuff. How was I as a child? You're my baby. You're a little challenging at times. But you were a good the girl. Youngest, a the good youngest girl. girl. Yeah. Youngest. You had a lot of energy. I still do. You had a lot of energy. And you just did not want to stay still. You just always wanted to be on the move. I remember one time I'm your mom and I were move. playing tennis. Mm-hmm. You remember that time? We took you. No. You were, you were like... <laughs> You were like maybe one years old, and we we wanted to play tennis. I'm mad. So he bad. said, "Do you remember?" <laughs> you were about one years old. You're about old. one. <laughs> well, we tell the story all the time, but that was great. We wanted to play you tennis so bad. We took these big, you know, those big play sets mm-hmm. that unfold and stuff, yes. and they can play playpen. Mm-hmm. And we put it on the tennis court so that you could stay in there, but we could watch you. And like. I think we hit the ball like two times. You had climbed out and you were crawling on the court. You just like would not stay confined. It's like I'm playing. And that's just you in a nutshell. You just do not want to stay still. I love it. Energy. Energy. Yes. A lot of people I think sometimes get a little confused because Shannon can be soft spoken at times mm-hmm. and they associate that with like lack of excitement i'm gonna say <laughs> and i'm like shannon's actually a lot of fun <laughs> like like we when i just didn't think about in like high school like we were the girl we were the girls who were dancing like Having we were very social loud. like like we could be quiet or like meek at times but at the same time like we turn up you guys i have you just learn just keep watching yeah. I'm very loud. It takes time. And like, I'm a very loud person. I shared with Shannon before, like, just in reference to some of the comments that we get mm-hmm. where people are like, I don't know about Shannon. 
I used to get so many comments, like negative comments, when people weren't really familiar with me just from like seeing me on Cheyenne stuff. They thought I was boring. They thought I was like her nanny. They thought I was really <laughs> weird. Like nanny. Yeah, they were just like, this girl is like too much. And I'm like, like, y'all don't know me. That's right. Like at all. That's right. Like, and they'd be like, yeah, she's so boring. I'd be like, you're boring. What? Do you want to know what I did last night? I'm not going to tell you, but like, <laughs> I'm fun. <laughs> like, hey, but you know what? The, like what we were talking about on the way up here, right? It's like, it. not to say that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, no. look, you have to be authentic. You have to be you. Mm-hmm, That's all you can mm-hmm. be anyway, right? So if you're trying to be somebody else just so you can you get really a couple like, extra likes. Then you really won't come across. Yeah. And you think like, I'm weird. really like, weird. Why are you being so aggressive with your personality right now? Because <laughs> yeah, the same folks that don't like you, there's like the same number that do like you. So it's Amen. like. Amen. I'm going to say there's more. Yeah. There you go. Here we go. There you go. There I'm you saying go. if you I don't agree. like us, it is confused admiration. And you know what? Haters are the ones that always speak up because people that are content and happy. They just stay content and happy. Yes. There you go. My dad is calling me. Ask a question. I'm going to text my dad. (laughs) (laughs) My dad has boss right now, so I just want to make sure we're all good. All right. Let's see. Do you want to talk about Steven? Sure. Okay. So we got a question. It says, being a father to a queer black man in the today's world, what is that journey of like? Wow. Or how... What was your first instinct or what, how did you feel when you first found out that Stephen was queer? Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, like everything else that's uh, not in your plan. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it takes you, takes you back. You have to think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I still think about it. Right. I'm um, sure it's a very, and, and it's a, it's an education. It's, it's for me, it's personal growth. Right. I mean, it's easy to um, have these opinions when it has nothing to do with your house. But once mm-hmm. it's in your house, you have to look at it from a total different perspective. And the number one thing of all of you kids is I love you guys to, to my death, right? And mm-hmm. so he's my son. Um, I love him. I know him totally 360 degrees. Um, and one of those degrees may be that he's a queer man. That doesn't, that he's a, he's a whole human being. And I accept him for, for who he is. I love him for who he is. And so it, I, I, you know, I had various thoughts about what that means. And, Mm -hmm. um, probably most of them had nothing to do with him, but had everything to do with me, which is Mm -hmm. like, you know, evaluating of of who you are. Yeah. A selfish kind of perspective. And, um, you know, one thing that I do know is that you know, I mean, my son's extremely talented. He's, he's extremely really smart. So extremely talented. thoughtful. Yeah. Uh, he's just a good human being. Um, um, I don't think he would even kill a fly. But, you know, um, he's, just a, he's just a good person, you know. And so, you know, I had to just really talk to myself about, you know, what, 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 are, what are my perspectives with regards to how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. And, um what's best for him is is once again it's his decision and it's his happiness is his happiness is his decision you know yeah. how he wants to live his life is is his decision he's not hurting anybody um he's not you know he's living his authentic life and i think that's what you know as a as a parent talking to you guys you know you just want your kids you just want your kids to be happy 
You know, yeah. you want your kids to um, live their fullest. You want them to realize their fullest potential and stuff like that. And so, you know, I didn't always, I didn't like right off the bat come to that conclusion, mm -hmm. but that's how I feel now. During the Black Lives Matter movement, a lot of things were happening to black gay men. Um, did that ever worry you? Did that ever make you feel like I need to be more protective? Do you feel like you should be, do, have you learned more about the the community? Have you done any research or anything like that? Yeah, um, so that's a lot. Um, so I, I'm concerned about all of my kids' safety, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, I love you guys. So um, being a black male, is I think it's you have a target on your back. Always. Um, if they happen to find out that you're queer or gay, then that's an additional target on your back. I mean, mm -hmm. But, you know, in a lot of situations with folks that are a threat to us, um, they don't necessarily pull over a car because you have a license plate that says you're, you're queer or you're gay mm -hmm. or you're, you know, whatever, right? Right. Um, so I, I fear for my son's lives. I mean, mm -hmm. especially your oldest brother. He has a mouth on him. He's got a mouth, <laughs> you know, but um, he's a testimony to how, you know, God takes care of children and fools. And so who my oldest brother, Evan, I'm just saying God watches over <laughs> fools and children. <laughs> you guys, my oldest brother is, is a very interesting character. Very talented. Very talented. Good I'd, guy. But my he, parents he, have three artists under their hands. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Three artists. Three, three innovative, creative folks. Yes. Yeah. Um, but like, like back to, to Snoop's, back to Steven. Um, you know, so I, I worry about him. And then that extra element that you added, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that has me worried about him as well. I mean, you know, um, he's a grown man and he's not at the house and, you know, don't see him all the time. But, you know, I think about you guys all the time, your safety, your well-being, um, what you're doing, you know, all of that stuff. And so I worry about that element as well. Um, what was the other part of your question? I said, have you taken any time to do your research on the community of, yeah, yeah. of like, you know, they, there's a lot of pride. There's different things that you can research, different, you know. Yeah, just many. There's so much research out there. Have you done any research or you know? I haven't actually done research to per even se. Ask have those uncomfortable question uh, talks with Stephen. Yeah, well, one thing I haven't really had a really good discussion with Stephen about it, and so do you hope to have? One? I definitely do. I definitely do. I mean, we're revealing a lot of stuff to each other right now. We are. Yeah. You guys, we, I've never asked my dad this question ever in my life. Yeah. I've, think I've talked about it with my mom and it was a very heated conversation because I'm very, I love my brother, um, just like my dad said, but I'm very open with everything. I love that my brother's queer. I love that my brother is very talented. So to me, I take, I'm very protective of him. So I, um, to ask my dad this question is very opening for me and for him. Mm -hmm. um, this has never been spoke of. So I think it's kind of, it's it shows that these are con uncomfortable conversations mm -hmm. um, that you should have with your parents, whether it's a sibling being 
gay or you being gay or whatever the case may be, whatever uncomfortable things that you think you can't talk to your parents. I think it's very opening and yeah, I think it's also like it's still one of those like taboo conversations within the black community. Very taboo. Yes. Sometimes you don't know how to bring it up or like how to ask or like what to say. say. And for me at times it's just how you said like, you know, you love all your children, Mm -hmm. but there is, and you love, no, no, I'm sorry. You love all your children, but you also have safety concerns for all your children. But there's like that, just that extra layer there. It's like, how do you sometimes communicate? You know, I don't feel a way about who you are, but I just want you to know that I do have extra concerns without it sometimes being like mm-hmm. mistaken or misunderstood. So it's, it's, um, I've learned a lot over the years just because there's a lot more terminology now. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I've had to take time and Google things. And like, I know there was a point in time where referring to someone as queer was thought to be like a derogatory term. term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, I've learned in the last few years where it's like, now I know people who totally embrace the term and then they're like, no, this is who, who I, I am. am. This right. is how I identify or this is my label. This is, and it's like, I don't even know if I'm saying that correctly. And I mean, no disrespect. No, but I think but that it's, is it's and a learning. I love that the question curve. came from, I guess, you can say she's queer or lesbian. I'm not sure what. It, it's a childhood friend of, of, of ours. That is. She's a, in a relationship with a woman. She's married. Like, she's and married, yeah. um, this was one of her questions. Yeah. yeah. Charnel asked Yeah, this. no, Charnel. Yeah. Yeah, I love Charnel. So, um, you know, asking about how I've educated myself. Uh, and this is how God works, right? Um, the work that I do. Um, and the different people that we work with, the different other community organizations we work with, a lot of the organizations focus on the gay population. And so, you know, I've been educated because that's part of my work, right? Um, And um, the way that you speak, the way that you use pronouns when you're introducing yourself, Mm -hmm. um, to see the courage of some of the young people on a day-to-day basis and how they struggle, but they're looking to um, find their identity in a number of different ways other than just their sexuality, right? Um, how they're dealing with folks in their family, how some of them are homeless mm-hmm. because their family members can't come to grips with even talking to them about the, the things that they're encountering, right? I mean, and, and we're trying to find homes for them. We're trying to find jobs for them. We're, so, you know, by seeing their experiences have has me look internally and say, you know, well, you know, how am I dealing with it? And what other things do I need to be considering? And if these folks are experiencing these things, because Stephen and I haven't really talked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what might my son be going through? And, you know, so it's yes. it's education, not like a formal education, but it's like experiential. Hands it's on. like, Hands on, yeah. you know, um, and so, you know, um, I just, you know, just, it's and it's evolving too. You know, the generation that I grew up in, you're right. It was yes. you don't talk about it. People it are very... like you know, we, we had different words for folks that um weren't aggressive or weren't involved in sports or chose to do different things, you know, for extracurricular activities or acted a certain way or spoke a certain yeah. way. And but, you know, there was no specific label for it and there weren't people embracing that that you were going after. And so now you have people uh, embracing who they are 
and having opportunities to be able to express themselves about their feelings and who they are as human beings, not just, that's just one aspect of who the person is, right? Literally one aspect. And then bringing, (laughs) yeah, and then, yeah, why why are we focusing on that? Yeah. Um, And so, and then being able to uplift folks throughout history, because I told you we talked to our youth about whose shoulders you stand upon, and then highlighting others that maybe had to suppress being able to verbally talk about it. I mean, others that hung around and might have known, but, you know, other folks that have made huge impacts. and stuff. So it's just, I think everybody just needs to loosen up a little bit and focus on loving each other as opposed to yeah. labeling each other in certain ways. So, But it's a, it's an education, right? It's a growth. I think it's really cool. I would love to have Steven on the podcast one day. Absolutely. Just because I know, like, I've only, I only, like, I watch from afar. And for me, I have had issues in the past with, like, emoting and, like, expressing myself. And I've really seen, like, Steven's transformation because I know him from when Mm -hmm. he's younger. And to me, he was, you know, he was quiet, very observant. Mm -hmm. And... You know, just how I love to color my hair now, different colors and patterns. Steven, I, Shannon has dyed Steven's hair. So like fun colors. I didn't know Steven was into music for a long time. And mm. then I was like, oh my gosh. He's amazing. He has totally blossomed and he mm. has evolved into this really beautiful, like, person and artist. And it's, um, to me, like, just knowing the environments that we were raised in. Like, we all went to private schools that were very... Um, where we were, you know, one of very few, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> it made me feel really good to see him like embracing himself. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like a part of me was like, Oh, you know what? Like he survived. Yeah. <laughs> like he survived a very, um, you know, white environment that, that yeah. tends to sometimes suppress us, um, and make us second guess ourselves or, you know, send us these messages that, you know, we aren't, we don't matter at times mm-hmm. or we, we can't be the same. We can't be free. Like if we're expressing ourselves, it's like, you're weird or you're like, why are you trying to do too much? But it's like, we're people too. Absolutely. We're human too. We're artists too. Like we, we have visions and ideas as well. So yeah, I've loved seeing like his growth over the years, mm-hmm. um, and I think it'd be really great if we brought him in because, just from what I know of him, like he's really smart. Like that's all I can say. Like, he's really he's just a really smart. He's just a, a person. Deep, he's a like he's a very deep person. Yeah. He went, um, a little on his background, he went to Princeton. He graduated from Princeton. What did he study? I, I think it was like it was history of some sort. History. I, I want to say European history. Is like I don't know why. <laughs> they so, shoved that down our throat all of school all was like, yeah. so he, did, he graduated from Princeton I thought it was really cool when he graduated I think it was one of the moments that I me and my brother are close in age but we we grew when we were younger we were very close but then something happened in like when he went to middle school I don't know <laughs> um and then I just became that little sister and then, so when I saw him graduate, they have these, like, beer jackets. Mm-hmm. And so he, remember, he came, he, my brother was, was wasted. He was wasted. He was like, everybody, like, the most I ever seen my brother, like, everybody, this is my family. 
Philly and just like so excited that we were like there. That he was just drenched in beer and his beer jacket. So happy to graduate. Yeah, he was in a drinking frat, right? He was in a drinking frat. I didn't even know there were drinking and frats. In the drinking frat. Oh. It was called an eating house. Uh, an so, eating house, so right? So Princeton, they don't have frats oh. on campus. That's have, like, am I making this up that it was a drinking frat? No. No, no it was like it was called they an have, eating they house. They have eating houses. Interesting. They're like social houses, it's like right? A, yeah. And so oh. he, he was, was the in, main guy there. He was too. like in the oldest house on campus at Princeton's. And Princeton was, was like 1770-something. So one of the main houses. Yeah, so one of his classmates in the house was uh, a Rockefeller. Was one of his friends. I love our lives. We have such fun lives. Isn't that, a, isn't that yes. true? Yes. Yeah. So, but but they have this tradition when you graduate, you wear these jackets, and they call it a beer jacket because it's got all these different pockets that handle that handle cans of beer, and so it takes because I'm learning they're, so much. They're they're when they graduate, they have the oldest class that exists, and the procession of the oldest to the most recent class. And so it literally took about what two hours. Uh, it took so long for and us to get to Stevens class. And so, and oh, so, so they're just in there drinking. They're in the back drinking, God. and they they're already loaded up with like a six pack or a twelve pack in their jacket, <laughs> and they're just drinking. So by the time he gets to us, it's a wonder they can even walk. Yeah. And so he was yeah. just like he was he was soaked and wasted at the same soaked time. and wasted. But yeah, he went to Princeton, <laughs> then he came home, didn't know what he was going to do. Then he worked for Quincy Jones for what? For three years. For three years. That as his, his first personal, job. His first job out of college. What personal, a cool first job. Personal assistant. Oh, my gosh. First, and then within, like, that couple of months, he went to Morocco. Yeah. To, to do a... He was in Morocco for five weeks. To do a show. His, Quincy had fired his, his concert manager in Morocco, uh, like five weeks before the, the, the concert was supposed to take place. <laughs> so he looked at Steven. He says, uh, well, there's only three people in the company. You know, Adam, who's the other person, is doing this. Steven, you got, can you go to Morocco? <laughs> so he sent him to Morocco to run the whole, finish up closing and running the whole concert by himself. That is so cool. Yeah. So and there guys, we go. There is Steven being really Steven. smart. <laughs> Not only is he smart, he is capable and able to... Run the world. We Get all the job are. done. We yes. all are, yes. right? You just got to, you know. Just got to do it. <laughs> nothing happens unless there's disruption, right? Yeah. You just got to take a risk and you have to, you know, if you haven't done it before, you'll figure it out. Well, I'm excited to get him yeah. on here. Yeah. I'm be well, you guys. <laughs> you want to close out? Yes. So. You ain't got no more questions for me? <laughs> we'll, to, we'll bring you back on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. How? This is this will be like it's a teaser eight o'clock for then. everyone. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I think I thought my I was gonna get my kid tomorrow. My dad's talking about I'm on my way out here now. So I need to wrap it up. Your y'all. dad is done. Yeah. He's like, I was tired. Every now and then I forget that, you know, our parents are older. And there's what? times where my mom is like, my dad will be like, you know what? Like, I'm in my sixties. Like I'm tired. <laughs> like, and I'm like, and Bob is probably like, he was like, you can, just one more day. Dad. Yeah. That's how I am with you. And mama, please. I'm, like, I'm tired. I don't mind This you. is moments where I'm like, you know what? I don't mind that my parents are divorced because I can split up the, <laughs> split up the time. <laughs> I'm like, if they were still married in the same house, I'd be like, dang. I know how I you can. and mom would be, you and mom would be like, I'm tired. 
Mercury time. coming home. Mercury's like, hey, hey. We do tag team. We do tag team. Mom yeah. does the daytime. I do the nighttime. Yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. One thing I do love is our children are very close to their grandparents. Yep. Yeah. Very they, close. The quality time is definitely, it's definitely there. It's so important. I'm here it's for important. it. It's important. But yeah, so every end of the show... We either share like a WTF moment mm. of our week or we kind of give words of advice. Mm. So do you have a WTF moment? Do you have like a, oh my gosh moment or, you um, know, just or do you have word of advice? Words you know of what? Advice. I would the, say the WTF moment and word of advice is, is like one in the same. Mm -hmm. And having this conversation with you guys coming here, seeing how you guys set this up and, how successful you are and how driven you are. Um, and then also just getting to know my daughter better, having my daughter get to know me Aww. better, um, asking these tough questions that we kind of avoid and don't talk about or don't talk about in the right way. It's just like, let's just love on each other a little bit more, get to yeah. know. I mean, we're right next to each other and don't know that much about each other other than what's convenient. So I stop, agree. Stop being lazy and, Dig deep. Yes, ma'am. Don't, don't touch me. Don't touch me. Don't <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I think that's important because it's there's a lot of times where like people can be in the same household and you just really don't know who they are, what they're going through. Like it's just you know we got to talk. Absolutely, got to talk. Communication. Yeah. Communication's big. You gotta you gotta think loud. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I can't what? just live in your head, y'all. What? You got to think loud. Think loud. Kyle. Okay, let's see. I'm going to give some words of advice in terms of be open. And in terms of being open, it's um, don't limit yourself. So I recently, I'm not going to go into the details, but I recently went on a date. Um, <laughs> while I am seven and a half months pregnant, y'all. Um, and at first I was very hesitant and like, I'm not doing this. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not even thinking about, like, literally I'm not thinking about dating right now. I'm just like, let me just get through these last, you Few know, months, yeah. I got 10 more weeks y'all <laughs> and let me focus on Boz. And, um, it happened. It wasn't like, you know, I wasn't seeking it. And I feel like if I was not like, yeah, just gotta be open. Gotta be open because you never know it. where your blessings are gonna come from. And That's it right. was one of those things where lately I've been needing a little bit like extra reassurance and it just made me feel good. I was like, Aww. I still got it, you know? Yeah, you yes, do. you do. You're gorgeous. I still got it. And um yeah, it's just be open. So I love that. Yeah. So I'm gonna do a WTF moment. Dun, 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 dun. So me and Parker, we went to Palm Springs because I was feeling a little mom girl, just working a lot and dropping Parker off a lot. So I feel like we needed, <laughs> it's real. I feel like we needed some us time and just bonding time and just be together for a moment. Um, so we get to Palm Springs. We just got there. Then we went out to go get some food. Literally within those minutes of driving in the car and going to get food, I hear Parker crying. And I'm like, like, what's wrong? It's just, I'm like, Parker, what's going on? I miss Nana. I miss Nana. I want to go home to Nana. 
I must have looked. I said, Parker, I'm your mom. Yes. I'm your mom. Why are you crying? <laughs> Nana's fine. <laughs> I'm like, boy, it made me so sad. I'm like, <laughs> I'm over here trying so hard <laughs> to have our moment over here crying about Nana. So, yeah, that was my WTF moment. I was so hurt. I was like, boy, you crying about Nana. And then we went to get food. He was still sad. I miss Nana. Can we call Nana? I said, no. We can't call Nana. <laughs> <laughs> not calling Nana. We'll call her tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So yeah, you guys. That was my WTF. That's actually really funny. <laughs> it was like funny. Cheyenne and Ryder go through that all the time. Like, yeah. Cheyenne would be like, especially when she comes back from Corey's house. Uh-huh. When she goes to her dad's house and Cheyenne's like, oh, Ryder's home. Like, yeah. I'm so excited. And she's like, where's grandma at? <laughs> just be killing you. And there's some, Parker was so, so serious. serious. Yes. He was night. sobbing. I was like. Rider. But we're in Palm Springs, and up. So I gave the benefit of the doubt. I was like, "You're tired. It's yeah. okay. You're, it's been a long day. We drove two hours. Yeah. We went through three, checked into three different rooms because all the rooms were. I didn't like any of the rooms. It sounds so. Each uh-uh. room was standards. Just, you better. I, it, each room was just so. We settled in. It was it was really late, and we got food late. So I was like, "It's okay. You're just tired. It's it's okay." Hey, that you miss Nana. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I'm just your mom. <laughs> I think it's cute. I love the relationships. I love it too. It's good very, stuff. Very special. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed this amazing podcast with my dad. Um, you guys can tune in on all podcast platforms. This is Think Loud Crew. Don't forget to check us out on YouTube and subscribe. Yes. Or find us on Instagram, Instagram. at Think Loud Crew. Yes, you guys. Thank you, Leonardo. Thank you, Dad. A.K.A. Lenny, <laughs> Mr. Kablian, for joining us today. <laughs> I learned a lot. I'm excited. I want to have you back on just so we can like dive in a little bit more. And Anytime. we'll have to come visit the radio department at the open invitation anytime you want to come Say, by brother yeah. yes. come on by we'll come on by yeah. literally up the street yeah perfect i'm there thank you all again my name is r kyle lynn and you can find me on instagram at r kyle lynn and this is shannon and you can find me at hair by shannon c and you want, then, how can we find you if we want to talk to you more? Get involved with Brotherhood <laughs> oh Crusade. My God. So you can find me at Brotherhood Crusade, and um, let's see, that's www.brotherhoodcrusade.org. There you go, yes. you guys. That was a great radio voice right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Catch Have you been- next week. <laughs> Ciao. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, 
answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.